The podcast is back. The podcast is back. The podcast is back. Happy Tuesday, Thanksgiving week, joggers. It's just another white guys podcast, and I'm Dustin Jones. Welcome you me. Wow. Can't even do my own intro. I suck at this. You would think after this many episodes and this many years and a goddamn education in broadcasting (laughs) that I could get an open done. I didn't even make it 17 seconds. It's certainly not the first time that's happened in my life. (laughs) Welcome to Just Another White Guys podcast, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to the Thanksgiving episode where we're going to get into a conversation with a family member of mine, no, it's not Nikki, although she is here uh, for the top of the program, as uh, all of our fans have demanded hearing from Nikki on as many podcasts <laughs> as possible. So she's here to laugh at me. She's called me a dumbass like three times before I even turned the microphones on. It's a pity the mic wasn't on, really. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing the balls that you grow when you know you're about to leave for like five days. I mean... So I'd like to, I wonder what my audience thinks about the fact that you're about to go away on another holiday without me. Another holiday without yeah, you? Yeah, you're always leaving for things without me. Oh, God, Leaving me up. behind. Yeah. Uh-huh. Seer to That's fend for happened. myself. I seem to recall. Two straight Memorial Days. <laughs> yes, because Memorial Day is a very... It's a huge, huge holiday. It's a big emotional families getting together <laughs> sort of holiday. For a lot of families that get together for Memorial Day. Oh. All right. You know. Sure. <laughs> this is taking an awkward turn. Um, yeah. So we're posting this on uh Tuesday as usual and uh about 24 hours from you boarding a plane heading north to off the to the great white north. Off to a, a place where normally is significantly colder. Right now, not really that much, <laughs> as uh, the cold has pushed all the way down from Canada, all the way down here to the Gulf of Mexico. GD Canadians. And you know, I, I would really like to thank the dog and the cat for, once again, making that, a lot of noise once we sit down right to now. do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right on cue. Thanks, boys. Appreciate you. Bastards. So uh, yeah, you're heading home for uh, Thanksgiving. Going to spend a few days with the family. What uh, what are you most looking forward to as you head off to Minnesota? Other than not seeing me for five days. <laughs> That's just a bonus, really. Yeah, a bonus. <laughs> um, I'm just looking forward to being home and getting to. I mean, just getting to hang with my family. I mean, that's pretty much mostly my parents. Um, I mean, the rest of the family's great and all, but my my parents are the main reason why I'm want to go home so i'm excited to go hang out with them i'm gonna show mom how to make some pies um we'll see how that goes and yeah i mean we don't really have anything planned so much um so it's it's just gonna be low-key nice and restful i hope and just fun i have huge thanksgiving plans yes i'll be at work i know that's why i'm not going to be here it's gonna be amazing so excited to uh Make that double time and a half. Mm. Ow! That will be nice. It the will be bummer nice. is that it doesn't fall on a long week. Yeah, it's not really a bummer. No, I'm, I'm fine with. It's fine. I'm fine with. Uh, with just with just working uh, the three days. Yeah. So you know, it's Thanksgiving. We have uh, lots of things to be thankful for. Um, 
is it, it seems to me this year that I haven't seen it this much. The last few few years on a lot of social media, it seems like there was days after days of people thanking, people posting the things that we're thankful for. It seems like that hasn't really been a thing this year. Yeah, I know. Like there used to always be on Facebook, like thankful, like every day in November talking about something you're thankful for. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anybody doing that actually. Now I think that you Lester it. did. Lester's been doing it. Oh, has he? But oh. that's about it. Yeah. That's because, you know, Lester's like a good human being who thinks right. of others and he's like, is, you know, gives back to the community. He's like and, won awards for like his. Yeah. Well, Lester's an awesome philanth- guy. Philanthropy. And he his loves philandering. His philandering. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and he likes uh, comic books. And he does like Especially comic Nightwing. Books. Which he really likes Disney he's, as well. <laughs> they do love them some Disney. Yeah. We'll steer away from the rest of that conversation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to really. So uh, yeah, but it's it's interesting. I don't, I don't. I wonder what uh, what has kept people from doing it, or I don't know. It, I maybe it's just one of those things that kind of burnt itself out, like yeah, because it's. I mean, because I know, like I I know I've done it in the past. I don't know that I've ever made it all the way through November. Like not because I don't have things to be thankful for, but just because I forget, like. I just don't remember to post something on a day or whatever. And then once I miss a day or two, then it kind of seems like it's hard to get back into it. And this year, more than anything, more than any other year, feels like Facebook is kind of more like anti-social media. Like, yeah, it's not so much like a coming together sort of thing as it is. Like I pretty uh, much use face. I pretty much use Facebook for looking at things I posted on Facebook in the years past. Yes. And posting links to this podcast and the occasional, hey, uh, you know, look at this video or like, hey, here's this movie trailer. So I think I felt the same, um, but I don't anymore because I'm in all of these. Well, yeah, it's because my you're favorite in, murder. But groups. yeah, you're in you're in groups They're with people that in- you don't actually know, which was what the Internet used to be. You used to go and find out find out what's going on with people that you didn't previously know and became friends with them versus right. Facebook, which was, hey, let me friend this person that I was mildly acquainted with in high school and haven't seen in 25 years. Right. But sure, I definitely want to know what's going on in this person's life. Right. And yeah. I'm definitely excited to see uh, what their uh, political leanings are <laughs> and uh, the 27 memes that they post about, uh, I don't know, Fortnite or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, like I think because of that, because I think I was pretty much done with Facebook. I mean, I was pretty I was pretty much phasing out of Facebook. Yeah. And then I found all these my favorite murder groups on a bunch of different things. And like that's really hooked me back in. Yeah. And that's really all I look every day I go on and look at my memories and then I go and go into different subgroups. Yeah. I barely look at, I don't really even look at my newsfeed because I don't know. I just don't. Also, the newsfeed is annoying because yeah. it will not ever fucking put it in chronological order no matter how many times you hit the most recent, whatever. Yeah. Because it's bullshit. Yeah, it's really annoying. I look at my memories and then I look at all of Rod's memories that he reposts. Right, he reposts because he like, reposts all of his we memories. We need to, re- you know. <laughs> And granted, I mean Rod's a pro- Rod's, Rod's prolific. So shout out to the Star <laughs> Contrast podcast. You guys should definitely check them out. Uh, Rod's doing great things. Uh, I'm glad that uh, he came down here uh, this summer and got uh, motivated to to do his podcast. So, Me too. You know, shout out to him. Sorry for that weird noise I made. It like it was totally. I drank some water. I drank some water and it was something happened as I was swallowing. So I apologize. Finger guns. Bang bang. So this, like I said, is the Thanksgiving episode. Nikki is about to uh, head off into the kitchen when we're done recording this and bake me up some pie. <laughs> 
That was like literally the worst Cartman. That was ever. a terrible Cartman, honestly. I don't, I'm, I'm embarrassed that I laughed at it, honestly. I'm ashamed of myself. I mean, I should just stop doing this podcast. I love you. No, you shouldn't. Yeah, it's Sh- terrible. Shut up. There's not, none of this Shut is good. Shut up. Nobody wants to hear you whine. Just talk. It's proven otherwise. Every time I <laughs> whine on this podcast, my numbers go up. So, anyway, um, have I mentioned that this is the Thanksgiving episode of this podcast? I don't, did you know that this is the Thanksgiving episode? No, I, I didn't know. I, oh, all right. I didn't know if you knew I that. wasn't aware that it was Thanksgiving until I looked and realized that Thanksgiving is on Thursday. <laughs> So, uh, Nikki, is, four. Nikki is not leaving me high and dry. She's leaving me with pie. I am leaving you with pie. And uh, jello salad. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the jello salad. Yeah. Better make that. Uh-huh. Chop, chop. Uh-huh. And uh, I made, not to just talk about food, but I mean, if I'm really talking about all of the important things in my life, food, <laughs> food is, is like pretty important. Pretty important. Um, <laughs> I've made, I made a decision. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make a lasagna for Thanksgiving. Oh, you're not going to do Thanksgiving food. No, I'm not making Thanksgiving food. I, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, turkey is just a pain in the ass and I'm going to be pretty much the only person here unless, you know, other people come over, which you never know. Put out a Craigslist ad, lonely <laughs> person Gross. seeking, lonely person seeking company on a holiday. <laughs> Do people even look at Craigslist anymore? I, well, you can't. I don't think the personal section is on there anymore. I think mm-hmm. they took it down because there's too much prostitution. Do you? I, I I would have to say we have to be in the top five like success stories of the Craigslist personals. I mean, I would say we're probably the number one success. <laughs> well, you, I, you never know. I'd be curious to know how at many least other of, couples. At least of the straight couples, I would guess. Right. I would be super curious to know how many other couples met on Craigslist. And are still together. Probably not that twelve many. years later. Probably not that many. Yeah. Um. But what is? Do you have a like a Thanksgiving memory that stands out for you? So that's a good question. We don't really do anything special for Thanksgiving usually, so not a lot of them stand out. Um, like as a kid, we always so that's when the ski resort would open up. So we'd always go out and we'd spend like the whole hill wouldn't be open, but right. at least some of the hill would be open. So we'd normally go and spend Thanksgiving weekend out at the ski resort. But I did think of one. So when I was touring in '97, um, God, I'm old. Um, we uh, <laughs> I was a junior in high school. Uh, um, we spent Thanksgiving in Eugene, Oregon. Hmm. So Thanksgiving of 97. Yes. So you were in Eugene. Yes. I was uh, in the process of moving to Montana. Oh. We were actually probably not more than two hours from each other. That's super funny. But so uh, we were in Eugene and I can't remember. We stayed with like this youth director and her family and they fed us Thanksgiving and whatever. But during the day we went to the mall and... um, I went, I went to the bathroom and when I came out of the bathroom, I'm looking at this lady and it was right after, isn't there a big Eugene, um, running like a race or something right before Thanksgiving? Like not long before there isn't there some like invitational or some, I don't know, some track Donnie and field. Anderson, uh, get back to us on that. I feel like there's some sort of, I, there was a track and field, something that I watched not long before. So it helped me know what she would look like right. now. Cause I hadn't seen her for a few years. In the bathroom in the Eugene Mall is Mary Decker Slaney. Hmm. And I looked at her and I was like, um, are you Mary Decker Slaney? She's like, 
yeah who are you weird girl talking to me in the bathroom i'm like i'm a huge fan i've watched your race for years and i'm just really excited to meet you she's like oh well thanks and then that was it that's my highlight from thanksgiving (laughs) wow so it's a good thing none of your family listens to this Well, we just the best, don't really the ever best do that she the best that she could come up with is meeting a random uh, runner. <laughs> we just don't really ever do anything that's special for Thanksgiving. I mean, when my parents came down a couple years ago, that was really fun. We had a really good time together and went and like it was kind of my first time going and doing some of the more touristy things mm-hmm. in Houston. So, um, so that was fun. But otherwise, like we just get together as family and have dinner and then. We'd go skiing, or I don't really remember what we did after I stopped skiing. Yeah. So, yeah. That was my top thanks. That's That was a memorable Thanksgiving. I wouldn't say my top Thanksgiving by any means, right. but a memorable one. Awesome. Well. How about you? Um, I don't have any good Thanksgiving memories, really. See? You're ripping me apart, but um, like Christmases, the, I've got them off probably, the wazoo. Probably, probably my uh, number one Thanksgiving memory is the Thanksgiving where I realized I like pecan pie. Which <laughs> <laughs> It opened a whole new world. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have to try to... Uh, I can't clear the rights to that song. It's not, It's like five seconds. You don't it's, have to clear that. You never know. Uh, you know, because I only put two uh, songs on this podcast that are not licensed. <laughs> uh, totally fine. Um, you discovered you like pecan pie. Yeah. Uh, see, the, the thing about holidays especially Rankleaf holidays, is that inevitably there's a big fight of some sort back in the day. Not not so much anymore, but, uh, you know, when you have, you know, grandpa was, um, you know, partially disabled from his stroke and uh, after a little while, grandma wasn't getting around too good. So there was, you know, people had, you know, someone had to stay sober enough to take care of them and, right. you know, there's tension and, you know. But uh, when we were kids, I mean, we always got together and, and had a good time for the most part. And um, I think there was one Christmas where, uh, or not Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, as this is the Thanksgiving episode, as I only mentioned like <laughs> hey, 17 did you, times. did you know this is the Thanksgiving this, episode? This is the, 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 the Thanksgiving episode. Uh, we were playing touch football in the yard at uh, Darby and Kim's, and Andrew was getting a little chippy with Casey. Uh-huh. And uh, so I decided that after like the third time that he was a little too rough on him, I was like, oh, you want to be rough on the little guy, huh? And I just whacked him. And then uh, everyone got mad at me for beating up on Andrew. I was like, <laughs> I'm just trying to teach the kid a lesson, you know? He's gotta, uh, re- you got you to recognize that there's a hierarchy of this gotta place. You got to check yourself before you wreck right. yourself. Um. So yeah, um, the holidays, obviously big holiday news for us. We're heading to the West coast. We're jetting to the coast. Very excited about that. And, uh, going to go spend some time with, uh, my family out in Oregon, which I haven't done for a really long time, uh, in terms of a holiday. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, in 12 years. We haven't ever spent Christmas with your family. They've come to us, but we've never gone to them. So it'll be a good time. I would. I don't think I've been home for Christmas in twenty years. Wow! So that'll be fun. We'll uh, you know obviously have more on the podcast coming up. We'll talk uh, in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about what the schedule is going to be uh, while I'm away. 
Um, maybe I'll try to bank a couple episodes and just schedule them to post and uh, see if we can make that happen. But uh, definitely we'll be recording uh, a bunch of episodes uh, while we're out there. Going to take the, uh, the old podcasting equipment with us and make that happen. So that is something to look forward to. Like we said, Nikki is leaving me. So if you let one, if you're listening to this, know well, that I'm know li- that <laughs> I'm leaving leaving me for Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank, yeah, not permanently, <laughs> not not permanently. Um, uh, damn it! Now you threw me off. Sorry. So uh, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, know that I'm home alone and probably sad. <laughs> so if you want to send me a message and tell me that you love me, or you know want to bring food or call me or be my friend i would greatly appreciate it as i'll once again be all alone (laughs) honestly it's not really even going to be that big of a deal because i'll get up thursday morning and work and be tired and annoyed and exhausted because the holiday thanksgiving for some reason is always a pain in the ass at work yeah um thankfully Someone is going to come in and help out with aviation. Oh, uh, this nice. Year. I don't know why I'm saying this on the podcast, but... But that would um, be nice to have so an be nice. person. And, um, yeah, I uh, hope that you have a fun time. Thanks. And uh, when we do the open... Nope, you won't be back, I don't think, to record a cold open for next week's episode. Don't even know what I'm doing yet. Oh. Might be a cocktail hour with a special guest. Uh, that would make sense. Named Lauren Burr. Might be in the house. I would guess there will be cocktails consumed, so you may as well record it. <laughs> Document that shit. Well, uh, we'll see. There could be some uh, fun stuff. I have a up question for you. Okay. Is that I'm okay? really trying to wrap this up because we're oh. almost 20 minutes. But. Oh, okay. Well, we can no, stop. No, go it. ahead. No, you've already interrupted me, so. <laughs> um, what is your question? What are you thankful for this year? What am I thankful for? Yeah. Like, what's one thing you're thankful for? <sighs> Uh, beyond like the things that I'm always thankful for, like I'm thankful you for you. You define that however you I'm want. thankful for you and Buster. Right. As always. Um, I'm thankful. No, I was just thinking for a second. I'm thankful that this year is better than last year. Yeah, I agree. So that I'm pretty thankful for. That's, I think that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and I think this relates to that. I'm thankful that I'm no longer in college. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you what I'm going to be thankful for next year when you are finally making money off of that goddamn college degree. I know. Because we can't both not be making money off your, our college degrees. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but this is basically what I'm doing with my college degree. And none of you motherfuckers are giving me any money for this. <laughs> just out here like a dancing monkey for all you people. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. I'm thankful for... I'm thankful that you've really locked in on your pie crust recipe. Right. That shit is pretty amazing. I'm, uh, you know what? This is, I, let me be uh, emotional and, and uh, a doting husband for a minute. I'm really thankful that you've kind of found your people here. Yeah, And, me you know, too. got some friends. I'm tired of you always fucking being here. <laughs> <laughs> and he ruins it. <laughs> No, but uh, truthfully, I'm I'm excited that uh, that you found some friends and people to hang out with, and I'm also thankful that I discovered the Colorado. <laughs> oh, God. That's something to be thankful for. Yeah, I'm real thankful for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything else that. Uh, 
Definitely not thankful that Ted Cruz won this goddamn election. Nope. He's not thankful for that. That is the opposite of thankful. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't... I mean, honestly, so much of my life was taken up with going to school. Yeah. Like, the relief of having that done and, like, the the pressure, like, the no longer having that pressure on us anymore, like... Because I know we jokingly talked about, like, now we have to start paying for my school loans. And we're like, um, do you want to go to grad school? I'm like, I don't. I really don't. I don't think we can survive it. I can't survive it, I don't think. <laughs> I uh, will go crazy. Because <laughs> that accounting degree is real goddamn expensive. Uh, yeah. Lord, help us. So, so anyway. But, yeah, I to think bring that's it, the main thing. That's good. Uh, and to bring it back, uh, the last thing I'm thankful for is... Um, the fact that you know there's I have a consistent level of people that are enjoying this podcast and we keep pumping out uh, every week and I think I've posted one at least one every single week since my birthday. I'm really proud of you. So we're uh, this next month will be six months straight of posting podcasts every week. So that's awesome. That'll be wait no that's not right. No, it's not six months. months. Four, four months. months. <laughs> way to add two <laughs> months on there. <laughs> that's that. Well, um, Oregon math? Or <laughs> <laughs> is that booby math? It just, it just feels like six months. just feels like six months. You gained a lover and a friend. <laughs> I, I get no friend. I have no friends. My professional life as a nine and my personal life is at a two. When you add them together, that is a 11. But you divide that by two and that's a six and a half. <laughs> Oh, Ugh. I feel like on our trip from Portland to Albany at Christmas, beyond yeah. listening to the South Park Christmas album, which yep. always has to happen at Christmas time, I feel like we need to, we don't have that much time in there, but I feel like we need to uh, get some best of Howard Stern, some ripping apart Baba Booey yeah. time. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling that we'll be uh, doing a few drives while we're out there. So, Perfect. you know, we're going to go to the, I would imagine we'll go to the coast there was a conversation that we had about doing a little roadie down the coast and back around oh, yeah. uh, and going and hitting uh, uh, in and out Burger down in Reading or whatever, <laughs> like way the just fly 2,000 miles and then spend 16 hours in the car. Why not? Sure. So this 11-minute uh, uh, cold open that I was going to do is now stretched <laughs> into 23 minutes. Oh, all right. We got to go. So we'll get out of here. Uh, we have a conversation with uh, my family member vaunted nerd and resident resident king of the nerds of the jog pod kingdom and uh that of course is my cousin skylar rancleave we have a good conversation about i know that there's gonna be like 20 minutes of this that a lot of you aren't gonna care about we're gonna talk about we i didn't mean to talk about wrestling at the top with him it just kind of happened <laughs> you just can't help yourself and uh, so I apologize if you don't care about that. But uh, we also talk about uh, the death of Stan Lee and the impact that he had in the comic world. And uh, talk about some movie stuff and, uh, you know, his band, all that sort of fun stuff. So great conversation. Once again, thank you all for uh, being part of the JogPod community. I'm thankful for all of you. And I hope that you guys have a very blessed holiday and stay safe. Have a lot of food. Enjoy the football. Do all those fun things. And uh, with that, let's get to uh, conversation with uh, my cousin Skylar as we uh, head out on this holiday jog. Let's go jogging.
talk with the uh I would guess the nerd in chief of uh just another Y Guys podcast, the high the king nerd of all that I survey, the man that I turn to when I need answers to all things nerdy. Skylar, my beautiful cousin, welcome back to the program, sir. Thank you, sir. And uh well, this is like my third time? Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, we did cuz we've okay. we did a we did a live podcast while uh while I was out in Oregon a couple years ago and then uh I think we've done one over the phone. Right. And uh yeah, okay. we'll uh we'll probably squeeze in another one uh while I'm back home for Christmas, so I will try not to sound like an idiot. I uh have about 5 hours of sleep on me right now. Well, I mean, you're a rant cleave, so not sounding like an idiot is a daily challenge. Right, right. <laughs> I know, I know, because I that same Rancliffe blood flows through me, and and you know, I have to think about that sort of thing all the time. Yeah. So, for those of you that don't know, uh, it was Skylar's birthday recently. As we report, as we record this podcast, it was uh, yesterday. But uh, as we uh, as we post the podcast, it'll have been a few days a few days ago. So, uh, happy birthday. Thank you, thank you, and uh, you are you are one of uh, a few November babies uh, in my life, and so I would really and while I say congratulations and happy birthday to you, I would also like to congratulate all of the parents of uh, these November babies on uh, having sex on Valentine's Day. So congratulations to them. <laughs> big, uh, I didn't think about that. Big big shout out to Uncle Dan. No, Dan, Dan, Dan. You know, you know, Uncle Dan. He's all smooth and whatnot. Something like that. Something, Something like, like that. that. He. Uh, so, so I ran that little joke by uh, by my wife last night. I was like, I, I think it's a little funny, and uh, she was like, Uncle Dan just does not strike me as a ladies' man. Oh boy. And I was like, well, no, but he's a Rancleave, so he gets pussy. <laughs> So like There's I mean, a, uh, odd charm about us, right? Exactly, and I and I I related it to her this way. If you've ever listened to the George Carlin bit about uh, about getting laid and and about uh, the quality of uh, of the of the woman that he goes after, he talked about you know he may never get to have sex with a ten, but he can certainly have sex with five twos. <laughs> oh man so you know it's uh oh that's great you know you got to do what you got to do so anyway i so i did i we did have a little conversation before we started recording and i told you i was going to tell a little joke so i feel like it it got you to laugh a little bit i feel like it won no no you got it those are good i, I listened to carlin and i i haven't heard that one i don't remember that one you're uh you're 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 not the easiest to to get a to get a laugh over on so uh the fact that you giggled a little bit makes makes me feel like i've accomplished something today <laughs> but it's it, it's tough it's tough that we started that at the top of the podcast because it's really all downhill from this point well we can make it plateau at least i bet that's right so uh I got a uh, Snapchat from uh, our our loved cousin Andrew uh, last night. It looked like you guys had a few people over at your house last night for your birthday, having a little celebration. A little bit, yeah, yeah. We uh, went out to dinner, all went out to dinner, and then came back to my place where I could finish watching uh, NXT War Games. Beautiful. I have not had an opportunity to watch that show. I really haven't watched uh, any WWE in a couple months. Um, 
So what uh, what was your overall impression of the NXT show? Oh, as always, they deliver. Right. I think I think even the uh, the uh, lowest NXT show is still entertaining. So I, I I also haven't really been watching any WWE or anything for the last probably three four months. Uh, just kind of hit, hitting highlights here and there online. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, War Games has always been a fun pay per view, even back in the. 90s and 80s and for sure uh i'm glad that, i'm glad that they do it it's pretty fun yeah i feel like that's uh that's something that would get botched if it was uh vince in charge of it exactly yeah as as most things are these days um yeah so i haven't uh like i said i haven't had a chance to watch the show so it uh it came off uh came off really well i've heard sounds like it was a good show so i i should definitely make a, an effort to watch that for sure okay I, I think every every match was pretty solid and awesome. fun to watch. I saw at one point uh, that uh, someone had donned a mask uh, while sitting next to you for uh, for the little photo that I received. What mask was that? What mask was it? Yeah. It was, uh, well, it could go two ways. It's uh, Mystico Sincara. Okay. Kinda, right. Kind of back and forth with the same gimmick i guess gotcha. mask. okay so it was he, the, uh, he uh he uh got the uh five dollar grab bag uh pro wrestling tees wrestling mask they got going on right now oh beautiful nice yeah. we uh now of course you and i are going to uh we'll definitely uh do a podcast uh later next year when uh when we're in new york uh together for uh the big wrestling shows that we're going to see I'm not gonna lie though. I'm a little bit nervous about the fact that I've I've spent all this money on these uh, Ring of Honor tickets, and it seems like uh, maybe Kenny and Cody and the Bucks and those guys are not gonna be on that show. I know it's uh, yeah I I, I uh, yeah I'm I'm a little weirded out by it myself. Although they haven't they haven't said they won't be on it. And that's that's so a couple a couple weeks ago there was a big thing about you know Cody has made, has said that he's not going to be on the Garden Show and I read his tweet he said he's not booked on the show he didn't say he wouldn't be booked on the show he said he's not currently booked on the show right and I can't imagine there's very many people booked already anyway right exactly so I don't know well, I, do you you watch Being the Elite yes. So obviously they're doing all these little teases and stuff like that. The fact that they're overly, overtly talking about like tri- you know talking about uh, WWE sort of stuff makes me think that that's not going to happen. Right, and I have yet to see what kind of profit they made from All In, so I can't imagine they're going to give that up right away. Yeah, so I don't know. I I get nervous about it, but at the same time, I you know it's gonna be what it's gonna be, and that show is gonna be amazing to have all you know be in a building with all those people. So it's still gonna be amazing to be there. I just I was really hoping that we were gonna get like uh, Omega versus Tanahashi or Omega versus uh, Okada or Omega versus uh, Kota Bushi or something for the main event of that show. And if we get no members of the elite, it's uh, I'm gonna be a little bit sad. Right. My hope is that it's a big culmination to eventually uh, uh, firing squad bullet club versus the elite. Cause right. they haven't really played on that at all. 
Yeah, they've uh, it's been building up a little bit on the New Japan shows themselves, um, right? But uh, you know, not not so much. So I think it's going to be interesting. Cody uh, has uh, a torn meniscus, so he's going to have to get surgery after Wrestle Kingdom uh, in January. He has both a uh, horizontal and a lateral tear of his meniscus, so yeah. he'll be he'll be on the shelf for for at least a few weeks. That's going to be a arthroscopic surgery so i don't think that uh i would imagine he'll be back and ready by wrestlemania weekend but uh he's limiting uh his matches i think to two between now and uh and the tokyo dome so he's got a main event supposedly his last match in roh uh at final battle against jay lethal coming up uh in december so we'll we'll see what happens but Meltzer, 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 Dave Meltzer has said that uh, Cody wants to work a ton of New Japan next year. So if he's going to work in a bunch of New Japan shows, obviously he's not signing with WWE. But that doesn't mean he'll still work for Ring of Honor. Right. Maybe he'll be like Omega, because Omega doesn't do any Ring of Honor stuff. He just stays on the New Japan side. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did work. He did work the big uh, Super Show uh, on WrestleMania weekend this year. Oh, okay. Because that was uh that was the show I went to in New Orleans, where I oh, <laughs> I spent right. I spent more time in the car driving to New Orleans and back than I spent in New Orleans. Well, so it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. So, looking forward to that. I actually just this week um, bought tickets for the Ring of Honor show that's happening here in Houston in January. So I'm excited about mm-hmm. that. Got uh got front row tickets for that show as well. Nice. So I'm uh I'm excited that uh that's gonna be a busy week for me in January. I am going to uh Las Vegas for a few days to go to a hockey game and then I fly back on Tuesday, uh work and then go to a Ring of Honor show on that Friday. So two thousand two thousand nineteen just gets keeps getting crazier for me. So I uh I'm a little bit uh, worried about uh how I'm going to, you know, be able to uh, afford to pay all this. So anyone that's out there listening, if you'd like to uh, make a donation to uh, all the travel and things that I'll be doing the next, the next six, seven months, you know, I can, I can give you my Venmo information or send a check, you know, all those a wire transfer, you know, anything that, uh, anything that anybody sees fit out, I'd, I'd greatly, you know, appreciate it. So. Well, of all the shit I see happening on uh, up in New York when we go there, we might have to start a fund for that. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if you saw this, but uh, I think yesterday or two days ago, they announced that uh, Great Muda is working a show. Oh, really? Yes. Uh. So it's uh, – I, I was trying to get onto the website to look at it. It's It was not a company I'd ever heard of. So I, I'm not exactly sure what the deal is with that. Um, Do you remember what it was? It was like Glory for Wrestling or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's in the daily update on Wrestling Observer. So the problem is, oh, yeah, and that's it's it's a he's wrestling on a Friday night, so I don't know. I know that you want to see uh I know that you want to see Pentagon, which I definitely uh am interested in seeing. So uh we'll yeah. we'll figure it out. We'll we'll make some things happen. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping so. I I uh another show, I think it was uh 
further, it was across the river or something. It was a, I've always wanted to check out those Kaiju Big Bass. Yep. And they're going to be there that weekend, but I don't know. I don't know. There's so much going on. I don't know how much will fit in. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. We, uh, I wanted to. They announced that Onita was going to wrestle at uh, Joey Janela's Spring Breakout or whatever it's called, but that thing sold mm-hmm. out like instantly. Oh, it did already. Yeah, it sold out the day the tickets went on sale. I didn't realize they were already on sale. Yeah, they put them on sale and they were gone. Which is good for Joey Janela since he probably won't be wrestling for the next year or so. Right, busted his leg? Oh, all messed up. It sounded like he blew all, out all kinds of stuff in his knee. Oof. Yeah, not good. There's a lot of people getting hurt. Uh, Joey Ryan got hurt too. Yeah, Joey Ryan got hurt. This last weekend, uh, David Arquette fucking was in a death match and got his neck sliced open. Uh, Marco Stunt yeah. broke his leg. Yeah. It's well, I'm like surprised that guy didn't break his leg earlier. It's like, dude, you guys know that this shit is a work, right? <laughs> People are they're getting way they're getting hurt way like I feel like I'm crawling into old man territory here, but you know, even like professionals like Jericho are like, Hey, you idiots. Like twenty eight years I've never been like seriously injured and like all you idiots are doing all this stuff and breaking your legs and stuff. Like you just you know. You should that shouldn't be happening. Well, the way Marco Stunt gets thrown around, I don't know how many matches of his you've watched, but he gets ragdolled across the ring constantly. Well that dude's like five foot nothing. Right. Yeah, I just watched uh, on MLW um him and uh ACH and Rich Swan versus the uh, Heart Foundation. Uh huh. And it was sickening watching that guy get tossed around the ring by Big old, uh, or not, uh, by Teddy Hart and, uh, um, gosh, I can't think of his name. British Bulldog's son. Uh, David Boy Smith Jr.? David Boy Smith Jr. David Boy Smith Jr. They, they put him up on the, on, on, uh, Teddy Hart's shoulders, and Davy Smith did a Canadian, um, destroyer off his shoulders, off the top rope. What? Yeah, it's insane. Man. It's, a free ep- it's a free episode on YouTube. It's a, one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. Someone's going to die. Yeah, yeah. And it was Marco Stunt just getting tossed around like a little action figure. So one of the big, uh, I know one of the big things going on right now is the Defy promotion that's running up in uh, in the Pacific Northwest. Have you had a chance to try to go to one of those shows yet? So the first one, I got the alert because I was like very interested and then, because Penta was going to be at that one, I believe, Pentagon. Right. Um, and then uh, I was like, okay, cool, I'll order it tonight. And then I forgot. Right. And sold out that day. And then I, there was no way I was going to make it to the second one. And then the third one, I was going to go for my birthday because it's this weekend. Right. Um, and uh, let's see, I think Matt Cross is going to be there, who I love. And uh, Tommy Dreamer. I've never seen Tommy Dreamer wrestle, so that would have been cool to see. Um, but that's this coming weekend after Thanksgiving. And uh, um, I uh, basically went to get tickets because I was trying to decide whether I wanted to take all my birthday extravaganza just for that or to do a whole family thing. And I waited too long, and they sold out as well. Yes. Well... So, You'll just, just have to be on the lookout. One, but yeah, and they, they have some private holiday party 
you can buy tickets for it. I guess Dave Meltzer will be there. Huh. That, but that one's happening in Seattle. Oh, okay. That's like uh, December 12th, I think, or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's in December sometime. Yeah, I saw that because there was uh, a yeah, big... Uh, they, they do it at the Hawthorne Theater in Portland. I don't know if you've ever been there for any shows, but that's like a total small club atmosphere, and they were doing balcony dives and everything oh, one of the wow. last few shows online. I know. I can't remember. I don't think I've been there. I think, is it the Roseland, Roseland Theater? Yeah. That has the upstairs? Yeah. So I went to a wrestling show there with Andrew in like 2000. Wow. But like, it was like a total indie show, like dude, no dudes you've ever heard of before. They had this one right. guy, they had this one guy on the show though. His name was Fade. And like, Fade. I was like, yeah, I was like, and he was a young dude. He was kind of like an Evan Courageous looking kind of guy. Uh-huh. And it seemed like he was really good, but I never heard anything about him after that. So I don't know what the deal was there. I'll have to look it up. I can't even. I can't even remember why we decided to go to that show, but uh, we did. Was it Portland guys or was it? Yeah, show coming through. Yeah, no, it was just Portland guys. Oh man, we saw uh, Eric, uh, my good buddy, the one with the mask on the Snapchat. Uh, we went and saw um, Hood Slam versus uh, Portland's DOA Wrestling Ooh. a few months ago, and that was a real treat. <laughs> that was, I don't think they knew what Hood Slam was all about. No, then, I, like, I would imagine they did. <laughs> oh Jesus! You know when you got one of your wrestlers called Drugs Bunny and he pretends to do cocaine in the ring to get his superpowers going. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm surprised that flew out of Boys and Girls Club. I'm guessing they didn't. I'm guessing they didn't uh, let them know that that was going to happen. They kind of knew for what, because I, cause I cause so you know, uh, do you ever follow that promotion at all? No, no, I know that we've talked about it a couple times, but I don't have hardly yeah. enough time to pay attention to the stuff I pay attention to. Well, one of the wrestlers I, I got to chat with, he was a really nice guy. His name's uh, uh the Bros of Joe Brody. Um, he was kind of emceeing the night, and I was asking, I was like, how do you, how are you guys getting away with things the stuff you're doing? They're like, all they told us was not to cuss so much. <laughs> So we're not cussing, <laughs> but yeah, we're doing drug references and uh, inappropriate uh, touching while wrestling. Oh, jeez! <laughs> it's like there is this one kid sitting there on the chair next to his dad, and his, this kid just looks up at the at his dad like, "What's going on?" And the dad's just like, "It's okay, son. It's okay, son." And Eric and I were just cracking up the entire time. Oh, wrestling is wrestling so is a whole one, different thing these days. Yeah, and there's another promotion in Hermiston, Oregon, called Prestige Wrestling, and they uh, they uh, come. They've been trying to come to Corvallis more often. They've only been twice, um, but they bring in like they when they were in Corvallis last, like Juventud Guerrero was there, right? Um, Sinbodi was there, Super Crazy, um, but then the real treat, and then he stole the whole night was uh, PTO, right? That was like a treat. Like Eric, Eric, it was like Eric's first time kind of going to a wrestling show. He didn't realize what he was getting until he <laughs> followed afterwards with keeping up with the wrestling. He was like, "We got like a special thing that night." I was like, "Yeah, we did. It was amazing." What's funny is like, if you if you take a person that's never been to an indie show before, 
and they kind of have only really paid attention to Raw or SmackDown or something like that, to walk into right. like a high school gym or like a rec center or something like that, it's just it's right. a really weird thing. It is. It's like a rock show that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I know that. Know uh... Oh, go ahead. Oh, you don't know who's going to show up. And the, my favorite thing about wrestling, indie wrestling shows, is you've got all different walks of life showing up to a wrestling show. Yeah, exactly. Not just your dumb dumbs who think wrestling's real. You got your your like your hardcore fans. You got your parents who just decided to let's take the kids out for a show that's new, and they don't know what they're getting. You know. My other favorite is the boyfriends taking their girlfriends to the show, and the girlfriends are either A, just totally bored and think it's stupid, or B, all of a sudden into it. Yeah, I took I took Nikki to a Ring of Honor show uh, when we lived in Minnesota. I think she fell asleep for about 45 minutes at one point. Wow. But wow. what sucks is it was such a good show. Like uh, That was when uh, Morishima was the Ring of Honor champion. Uh-huh. And uh, man, Morishima was such a beast. If that dude had like the the work ethic, he could have been a huge star. But that dude just liked to smoke and eat a lot of food, and so he just got fat and lazy, I guess. But that oh, dude, man. that dude was a beast. I can't remember who I I think that he wrestled Nigel McGinnis in the main event, and oh, it was nice. it was it was a really good show. I actually have uh, a picture of me and uh, Morishima together. Oh, that's right. I've seen that picture before. So, uh, that was pretty awesome. Um, so, well, we've spent 20 minutes talking about wrestling. So, I know that there's a right. ton of people that are listening to this that have already turned this off, which is fine. You know, I, I didn't mean <laughs> for us to talk for about wrestling for 20 minutes, but when we get together, that's just kind of what we do. You know, it's you, right. get, you get like-minded you, you get like-minded people together, and they talk about the nerdy shit that they like. That's what happens. Right. And also, since we're going to talk about the legend Stan Lee dying here in a minute, it was fun to start out with something you know lighthearted and fun to start with. But we definitely, we definitely are going to need to map out a plan of what we're going to want to try to do in April when uh, when I come home to visit in December. So, yeah, maybe something will be happening. Uh, we got to. Uh, it would be awesome if there was some sort of indie wrestling show when I was home that week, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know of anything, but I'll keep my eyes out. That. Uh, that would be pretty great. Let's take the whole. Let's take. If there is, we're taking every single person in our family to that show. Everyone's going. Oh, Everyone. Oh yeah. I want Aunt Bonnie and Carl. I want Mom and Don. I want. Uh, I want Bo. I want the kids. I want everybody. We're all going to the wrestling show. We're just gonna buy oh, out. Wow. We're just gonna buy out one whole section. VIP <laughs> baby. It'll be uh, it'll be that promotion's uh, single biggest gate ever when the Rancleave clan shows up to buy out a whole section for the wrestling show. Oh shit! Just get just get them to chant "This is awesome" at the start of every match just to like troll people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we are. We are. For those of you listening, yes, we are that lame. Speaking We're of trying. things, speaking of things that are not lame, before we get to uh, Stan Lee passing away, uh, what's going on with some bitch? Well, we uh, are, uh, like I said before, we are a very lazy band. Um, my brother Hans, who's in the band, he uh, has a kid do any day, right? 
so he's pretty much just been busy dealing with that and his business that he runs. So we really haven't uh, been a proactive uh, band lately. So we are just uh, kind of letting things flow. I think uh, in a few months we might get back together and start writing some new music, but kind of depends on Hans with the new kid and stuff. So gotcha. we'll see where he's at. So uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a child hiatus for the band at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a little bit of one when I had a kid, so it makes sense. It's a little much. Yeah, I would imagine. You know, one of these days I'm gonna get home for a a, a bitch show. I've never seen you guys perform live together, so I gotta you know do that at some point. Maybe if you guys ever. It's hit and miss. You're going to get a good one or a shitty one, one or the other. <laughs> well, I figure if I drink enough PBR, it'll be a good show no matter what. That's kind of how we do it. So, obviously, one of the main things that uh, I wanted to talk to you about this week is uh, is the passing of uh, Marvel, uh, the master of the Marvel Universe, really, in a lot of ways. Um, he was a writer, an editor, a publisher from, like, the 40s. All the way through like 2010, he had his hands in in all kinds of different stuff. Of course, that's that's the man, Stan Lee. Um, now you, of course, are I, th- I you're the the biggest comic book fan that I know in my life, and you uh you have a love for for Marvel and a lot of those characters that go far beyond uh, what a lot of people do. And I, I know I think we've talked about this before. You know, you got your X Men tattoos, and you got some some other stuff going on when. Uh, when you heard the news, obviously not really a super big surprise that he passed away. He's been sick for a while and, and had a lot of health issues. But um, what uh, what what were you thinking about when that happened? Uh, well, when I first saw it, of course, I saw it on like Facebook or something. Right. Um, I uh, immediately went to the news before making any uh, assumptions because half the time there's always those fake death things. Right. Uh, but I uh, looked it up, major news services confirmed it, so I was, like, bummed. But at the same time, I'm like, dude was 95. He been having some health issues. I thought it was going to happen last year when he was – I think he had pneumonia last year or two years ago. Yep. Um, well, so, he went in He went know. in the hospital this Feb, this past February, and uh, it did right. look good. So. Yeah. So, you know, it sucked. I was home alone. So they will shed a small tear for him. Um, and then uh, uh, Bonita, my wife, she came home. And she, like, walked in the door and, like, just kind of stopped and stared at me. And I was like, I know. She's like, I just heard it on the radio. <laughs> so, you know, she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, shut up. It's not like it's a family member, but I'm fine. <laughs> See that's that's the difference between me and you. I, I, these when people the people that I really like pass away, even though I don't know them, I cry all the time about them. I cry, I cry, I cried about. Like, I can very distinctly remember the week, the weekend that Macho Man Randy Savage died. We were up oh, in Can- we were up in Kansas City, and my wife was at a church conference, and I was in a hotel room by myself, and I got the news that he died. I just sat there and cried like a little girl. Like a little girl that wrecked her bike, a real bad wreck, not like a skid knee wreck, but like a real bad one. 
<laughs> and I just cried and cried. I, I I get emotional over these things, but I'm a, I'm a Leo, so I'm I'm a little bit different about these sort of things. So I, you know, like I said, I shed a tear. What really got me was, you know, when all the uh, fan art started coming through the Instagram and yep. and uh, I there was a few of them that was just like, God damn it! And then I started like doing my little like, I gotta hold this in. <laughs> and then uh, you know I got through it. So a lot of people, you know, that don't, that may not realize, uh, there's a lot of younger people, um, and and maybe people that aren't as big into comics as as you are. And I, like I've said on this program many times, I'm I'm kind of a surfacey nerd. Like I don't get down and deep into a lot of this stuff. I mean, I know some of the basics, but there's people that that don't pay attention really at all or don't know anything other than like the Marvel movies themselves and just think of Stan Lee as this guy that. Uh, that's in all of the movies and has, you know, funny one-liners and that sort of stuff. The man that right. blessed us, the man that blessed us with Tony Stank, the, all of the, uh, the great things, but you know, along with, uh, Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko, like when those two, when those three guys were really just hammering stuff out at Marvel, like they just really created all of this myth and like just these huge legendary characters you know you can run through the list and these are just some of the highlights if you go and look at all of the stuff that you did it's just it's insane but you know you're looking at spider-man the x-men iron man thor hulk fantastic four black panther daredevil doctor strange ant-man those are just like that's like just the top line of the characters that he created it's it's insane the amount of content and the amount of huge stories that the that those guys turned out in those like that what is it, like a fifteen year period, something like that. Yeah, I, well, yeah. Some of, well, some of the characters existed before Stanley, but he kind of revamped them. So I mean, there's some you know. So it's not all the characters, but right. some of them like existed and. You know, the precursor to Marvel, which I can't think of the name of it before. I think it was like Timely Comics or something like that. You know, so like, you know, Captain America kind of existed before that. But then when they made the, you know, brought him back and kind of made the Avengers Captain America, the one we all kind of know and love today, that's where the real, you know, creating of the character came about. Right. And they left, you know... Stan leaves behind such just a litany of, of amazing things that he put together. Um, you know, he, he really just, one of the interesting things that I feel like that he did, and I've heard a lot of people say this is Stan, while they, they took all of these guys and they, you know, kind of, you know, they were, you know, either bitten by a radioactive spider or some sort of science thing happened to them. You know, all of these characters seemed like they were actually like grounded in reality in some way like they were people they were real people that extraordinary things had happened to that then had to like you know and try to go and do good things whereas and i and that's what a lot of marvel comics that's why a lot of the marvel comics resonated with people uh a little bit more because you know unlike the dc comics you know batman is just a rich guy who is a detective and and you know dealing with the with his parents death you know and and not really no one can really like relate to a billionaire you know right right whereas you know peter parker you know the death of you know his 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 uh his uncle and then you know he's just a young kid 
who like you know has to get through uh you know get through the uh the the world of queens and and just live his life you know right and he wasn't too far off from the age of the kids that were reading those books yeah exactly they that's it seems like that what one of the things they did a really good job of was was to give give so many readers an end to the character to you know to kind of be like oh that's like me yeah and that's i think it's one of the reasons yeah, i think it's one of the reasons why the black why black panther resonated with, with so many with so many people in the african-american community because they were finally given a hero that looked like them that's why it's always surprising right. when you know an an asian-centric movie or uh african-american centric movie it shouldn't be a surprise but so many people are like oh i can't believe this movie did so well it's like well when 95 percent of the things that people see are white people and then you put up someone on the screen that looks like a different segment of the audience that segment of the audience is gonna turn out because they're like oh i can finally see myself i can relate to this character in a different way right right yeah so you, of course, like we've talked about, you love X Men. Um, oh yeah. What's uh, what's what's one of the things that Stan did with X Men that uh, when you when you're thinking about Stan, you're like, oh, it's so awesome that he did this. Well, I think it's uh, I just always liked that idea as a kid that there was a school of 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 just you know. Uh, lack of better term, misfits. So, you know, they were like, you know, it was a school, but then they were all messed up. They all had their problems. They all looked weird. And that was kind of the aspect of it that I always liked because, you know, parts of me, even though I, you know, I was never really a misfit, but I was definitely always felt and looked at things differently. Always had a weird humor compared to most people I went to school with. So I always related to that. Right. So that's one reason I liked it, you know, and as I got older, I realized, you know, that's a good reason. That's the main reason why most people like the X-Men, because uh, it just related to the aspect of kind of being an outsider. Um, so that's kind of what I liked about it. And then, you know, obviously the uh, just kind of the covert action aspect of it was always my jam when I was a kid, you know, action movies, that kind of stuff. For sure. So uh, when I was young, I could just, dream up the movie and when they finally made the movies it was like ah finally you uh who which one which x-men is your favorite well so i hate saying who's my favorite because it's kind of everyone's favorite but my favorite is wolverine right but my second is is nightcrawler oh nice so i i kind of say it's nightcrawler wolverine kind of they're both kind of both the same um and, uh, yeah, Nightcrawler is just an awesome character in general. He's, you know, his background is different from everybody else's, and he's obviously the one that physically looks different from everyone, and everyone always thinks he's a demon, and, you know. And uh, just the fact that you do this weird teleportation thing, it's like, you know, you get away with anything if you have that power. So I always liked him. He's one of the characters I have tattooed on me. Was Nightcrawler, was Nightcrawler a guy that ever got, like, his own storyline? Like like on like there is a like a big story arc that was particularly about Nightcrawler, or was he always more like just part of everything? So he got his own arc. I want to say late eighties, early nineties. Okay. Uh, it was very uh, weird. I don't think I read all of it, 
I just remember that he had more of a buccaneer look, like he had a sword and like a little sack. <laughs> um, so they went some weird, like dimensional hopping storyline with him, I think. Okay. So yeah, he definitely got his own storyline. It didn't last very long when he got it. Now, obviously, Wolverine has gotten a thousand different story arcs. Do you have a couple that stand out to you as, like, these are the ones that you always have really liked or one that you go back to and read more often? Um, there's a – I can't even think of the name of it, but it's in one of my omnibuses I have. There's a, a time uh, when Wolverine was thought to be dead. Okay. And, and he was going under the alias of Patch. Um, so he, he wore an eye patch, and uh, the, one of the reasons I like the storyline because he's he's in uh, like Shanghai or something like that or Thailand. Okay. And he's he's technically working for Shield, but he's undercover. So when he's in his battles and his fights, he can't he can't let his claws out because otherwise people are going to know who he is. Right. So all his fighting is just him with no blades, which is like, it's, it's, I don't know, when you read it, it's kind of fun because you read his thought bubbles while he's, while he's fighting and he's just, you know, resisting this urge to, to pop his claws out. So it's almost like a self-regulating story arc of like self-control, you know? Okay. So that's, that's one, that's, that, that era of Wolverine is always fun to, fun to read. I always think it is. Um, plus it's just kind of goofy cause it's, you know, late eighties, right? early nineties. Some of the writing was kind of goofy then, but there's that, that kind of, I guess it's an arc within an arc. There's more going on in that saga than other stuff, but that's the part of that saga that I like the most. And then the Japanese stuff is, is always good. Um, so yeah, that's, those are the ones I like. And, and then when Claremont kind of started writing the stories, he's the one that kind of, brought in all the the time traveling and and uh the dark phoenix cosmic side of the x-men which made it even better now obviously people think of think of wolverine they think of hugh jackman and the big the big run that he's had is that and and they did the logan movie which is fantastic i mean just like that that is one of the probably the best standalone comic book movies ever right uh Obviously, rumor is that Jackman's done with the character, and he's uh-huh. he's said as much. But has I, I know that uh, he he was on Howard Stern, I think this last week, and and they were talking a little bit about Wolverine and the fact that he's done with it and stuff. But he did leave the door open that you know if they came to him and and you know with the right idea that he wouldn't necessarily be against it. So I, I have two thoughts on this. The the first is. We we know that there's a Fox Marvel merger coming, so right. Kevin Feige is going to get his hands on all of these characters. So at that point, does Hugh Jackman say like, "Hmm, I have a chance to be part of these big movies," which I think could be cool. They could find a way to to work him in there. But if they didn't and they decide to go a different direction with that character, who else could you see as Wolverine? Well, I don't know. I can't really... I I always want to go the the original look of Wolverine, which is short and stocky. Right. Muscular stocky. 
Um, so unfortunately, I can't really think of any stars that look like that right now. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it would be beneficial for them to go with someone that's not a name and go more for the look? That seems to have uh, worked for Marvel in the past. I mean, they kind of go with mostly no names for their characters when they first, you know, brought them in, or characters you wouldn't, or uh, actors you wouldn't think right would play in character, and it worked out for them. So, you know, I think looks-wise, it's not super important, but, you know, you know, Hugh Jackman is, like, the opposite of what Wolverine really looks like in the books. I mean, other than his hair. Right. Um, but it worked out. He had the, the aggression and the, you know, the the attitude, which was great. And the steroids. Because he, like he, he was just, he's the, he's the pretty boy version of Wolverine, which, right. you know, Wolverine's not a pretty boy. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I remember, like, before they started doing the X-Men movie, like, there was talks of, like, Danzig <laughs> playing Wolverine from, oh, from the Misfits. And, and uh, I know that at one point they were going to do a, an X-Men movie in the 80s, and Bob Hoskins had the role. Holy shit. Yeah, he had the role. And if you think about it, cigar-chomping, stocky-looking... You know, dude, right. he's almost spot on, but it's also kind of weird to think that, you know, the same guy that was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit would be playing Wolverine. That that would be insane. So, of course, you know, the the internet is not short of, of uh, lists of, hey, who could be the uh, the next Wolverine? So, I, I, I'm looking at some of the, uh, some of the names here. Um... So their number one suggestion is a dude named uh, Richard Armitage. Uh, He was uh, Thorin Oakenshield from the Hobbit trilogy. Oh, yeah, I've seen that before. I've seen that they recommend that guy before. So uh, I don't know. He looks looks like a little bit of a too tall, lanky kind of guy. What about Charlie Hunnam, the guy from Sons of Anarchy? You know, I could see that happening. He can definitely get his accent changed because he's English. Right. Obviously, from being Sons of Anarchy. Um, yeah, I could see that happening. Dye his hair. Another another suggestion, Tyler Kitsch. Guy from uh, Friday Night Lights, True Detective, Lone Survivor. Well, he was he was already Gambit, right? Uh, the guy who fans and critics alike hated so much as Gambit. Correct. Right. So that would be weird. That would be weird. But that's another pretty boy Wolverine. You know, I want a gritty, badass Wolverine. Yeah. You know, it's one I actually, I, I'm thinking of right now, top of my head. Um, Scott Eastwood. Yep. He's on this list. Well, okay. I think, uh, I think that guy would could pull it off because you know he's got that Clint Eastwood greediness obviously yep. uh, and also you know because Clint Eastwood they wanted Clint Eastwood to play Batman in the uh, uh, Dark Knight you know back when, he, when he's older Batman you know right. so I could see that happening just kind of that gritty little hard ass you know and of course they've got uh, they got your typical like Jai Courtney Tom Hardy those sort of guys Here's one that I I really like and I wouldn't have thought about. But if you but when you 
Think of a short, kind of muscular guy. How about Scott Kahn? Yeah, because he, you know, and he reminds me of 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 uh, Eastwood's kid, so that makes sense too. Yeah, I could see, I could yeah, see, I could see Scott Kahn as Wolverine if they did it right. Now, the problem with Scott Kahn is he has a tendency to have a look on his face where, like, he's trying to be serious, but it doesn't really, like, his eyes don't read as serious. So I would be a little bit worried about that. They would have to get the tone right. Well, he was in Varsity Blues, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just thinking dumb shit. Yeah, he, was he played kind of a dumb shit. Yeah, he was, uh, was it, tw- Tweeter? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. So, but I can still see it. And the other thing is all these guys are young looking. Right. You need a, someone with some grit. I could see Tom Hardy doing it because I feel like that guy could play anybody. Yep. Um, he's kind of he's kind of one of my uh, favorites. Um, and there's already – I've seen some artwork of him, like, done up as Wolverine. Yeah. And it, it works, you know, at, at least on a look level. Because that guy is such a chameleon. Or, you know what? If if they had the balls, they should just roll with uh, Daphne Keen as X twenty three and just have her take over the role. Right, right. They could do that just, as well. Just let that roll, and you know that gives that that gives the female audience not only just a female character that is a badass, but like a real true like warrior like killing machine badass. Right. I think I I think I like that idea. I think I think they definitely would have to find a way to work her into future movies if they do that. Do you think do you obviously the track record is is really strong for Kevin Feige with all the he's done for the Marvel movies, especially since uh he got uh he got rid of the like count basically like the high council of the Marvel movies and he he was able to get away from that committee and just kind of be like, no, these movies are my movies, and this is how we're going to do things. And you've seen a shift away from that, and and, and we've gotten some of the best movies uh, out of that, which was Ragnarok and Black Panther and then Infinity War since right. since Feige's been able to do that. If Feige gets a chance to get his hands on all of these uh, Fox Marvel characters, I, I just feel like it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, when, there was talks about it, you know, right before they finished filming Infinity War. And I thought maybe they had already gotten the deal done before Infinity War was done. So, I, you know, when Infinity War came out, I was kind of hoping there'd be a little hint right. at the end. Um, specifically, the, the the singer at the end of Infinity War when... when uh, um, uh, shoot, uh, Nick Fury... Yep. When he when he drops that beeper and it falls on the ground. Yep. Like and then it's it's the uh, Captain Marvel symbol that comes up. Right. But I but right when they were when there the camera was panning down on that and like you see it blinking and it's about ready to show something. I looked over at Bo and I I said I'm gonna fucking scream if an X appears on that beeper. <laughs> like I'm gonna lose my shit if an X appears on that beeper. So, anyways, that's not what happened, but because I kind of have this feeling like maybe they're fucking with us, you know? Right. Because that's what they do, and that's what I love about it. So, that was uh, what I was hoping would happen, but they could still bring all those characters in easily. 
with like you know just the Doctor Strange and and Guardians of the Galaxy stuff with all the time jumping and the and the dimensional jumping and for sure and uh, they can do all that with the Infinity Gauntlet or they could do that with any Doctor Strange spell or anything because my original thought with the Infinity War was that you know they're killing off their characters or they're about to be killed off and they're gonna have to. And and so when they make when the next movie comes out, they're not going to have as many heroes to take on Thanos. So my theory was is that Doctor Strange was going to open up like a dimensional rift, and in other Marvel universes, there's the X Men are, are a thing, you know, versus right. the Avengers being a thing. So like maybe the X Men only exist in this dimension versus this dimension, you know, and that kind right. of stuff. So that's what I was kind of hoping. And then I was also kind of hoping that they could also do that with, you know, Wolverine since they killed them off. So they could be like, well, in this dimension, this female version of Wolverine exists and they could bring her in, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Now, because there is a a comic book storyline where they pretty much did that. It was called, uh, exiles. Okay. There was like a female version of nightcrawler and like, uh, another version of some other X-Men characters, and they had to come in and replace those characters that either died off or were missing. Gotcha. So I I have maybe a little bit of an unhealthy love of Infinity War. I've probably <laughs> watched the movie like 25 times. Right. I absolutely love it. I think the first 24 minutes of that movie are just about perfect. Like from from the start where they're on – you know they're on the uh, the Asgard ship through when uh, Peter Parker ends up as a stowaway and says he should have stayed on the bus. Like right, that twenty three minutes is m- probably my favorite twenty three minutes of any movie. And then of course, yeah. Uh, then of course when uh, when Thor gets uh, gets Stormbreaker and you know ends up down on there, I I I just like I'm I'm getting. I swear to God, I have goosebumps right now thinking about Thor showing up in Wakanda because I hear the music. Like I've watched it so many times and I've listened to it so many times that I just get excited. Like it, that's the kind of shit that I I live for in terms of like entertainment. Right. Like it, it's but it's also like it's ten years of stuff paying off. You know, so right. we've had everything's getting paid off and it's and it's going to get even more paid off with all the new deals. Exactly. And so my dilemma that I've I've been going through is so there's there's a new trailer is coming at some point probably next month for or the first trailer is coming for uh whatever they're going to call this and I would imagine that's when they'll announce what the title of the movie is. Because uh, originally it was supposed to be Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2 and they they went away from that. So something's happening with that. My I'm yeah, not sh- I've heard that it's supposed to be like uh, Avengers Endgame or something like that, or okay, or the final, or uh, yeah, I, I thought I saw something like that. But Marvel uh, or Disney uh, bought the rights to some kind of saying like that. Gotcha. And so that was the speculation that that was going to be the the title. The, the issue, the issue that I'm having though is like I I actively avoid any fan theories or like reading about like what people want to have happen or these are the rumors i'm conflicted about whether i even want to watch the trailer (laughs) 
I have zero problems with that. I'm actually fine with spoilers myself. I like seeing how they get to that point. That's right. the part that's good for me. Well, see, that's how I am. That's how I am with wrestling. Like I, I love to read the Observer. I care more about reading the Observer and finding out like what was going on than I care about the shows mostly. But I don't, I don't feel that way about movies anymore. I don't, I don't yeah. want to know. The problem that I have with a lot of movie trailers, and this isn't so much for Marvel, but this is like just more overall. A lot of movies they give you a two minute and twenty second trailer. And like you can basically know what the movie is. Like you don't need to go see the movie. Yeah, I get that. But I'm I'm all about the the journey. Yeah, and I'm also all about the uh, the Easter eggs. I love looking for the little things. Right. That's what I'm all about. So that's that's how I enjoy those movies. Well, the so spoiler. I, I try and stay away from spoilers for the most part. Like I stay away from almost all the the Marvel ones. Right. Uh, and the, you know, most of them were either like, eh, like I already knew that was going to happen, or B, it was a little surprising. Gotcha. You know. So it just kind of depends. But you know, other than that, it's all about the journey for me. So, and they, and and the other thing is, I like that they've they've stepped away from their formula. Yep. So, like you're saying, when uh, when uh, Feige, you know, was able to get away from that board, um, they got to step away from that formula, which makes things even better, even more surprising. Yeah. So we're definitely excited for that movie. Now, another movie that's coming out while uh, will have come out just right after or right before I get to Oregon is Aquaman, which looks like it could be a pretty dope movie. Uh, yeah. We- Bonita and I just went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and uh, I got to see the trailer for that uh, on the big screen. Yep. And uh, I I am not a fan of the DC movies at all so far. Um, but uh, um, I looked over at Bo and I said, this trailer should not look good. It shouldn't look good? Like, it shouldn't look good. It's freaking Aquaman. Right. But it looked good. Like the trailer looked good. Yeah, it does. It uh, has it has color and looks like there's like life. It's not like all sad. That's why I, that's why I get frustrated about the DC movies. Is yes, the, a lot of DC comics have a dark edge to them, and that's what a lot of people have liked. But if you give us two and a half hours of just darkness, there's no. It, it it doesn't work. You have to find a balance, and that's what they've never been able to find. Yeah, and that that's not even the part that bothers me. It's just I, I I don't like a lot of the character design that they've done with their with the heroes and the villains, especially the villains. Yeah, the villains are terrible. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, what's his face in uh, Justice League? Uh, Steppenwolf. Like, if you look at the comic book version of that character. It looks way cooler than whatever it is they brought up on, yeah. on the movie. So it's yeah, it's because they went darker, so they made him look like he basically looked like some kind of character from Lord of the Rings, like yep. a Balrog or whatever. Um, so yeah, they, I don't know, I don't know what their character design group is or whoever it is, but they got to figure it out and not, not everything has to look like a video game, you know? Exactly. So it looks like they're they've they've shifted in tone. And and this movie is is the first start of uh, is the start of that. 
Um, so I think that uh, you and myself and Andrew are going to go see this movie together. That sounds good. So we'll we'll make that happen, and then maybe we can uh, we'll we'll sit around and and we'll do a uh, we'll do the 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 much anticipated. I'm sure with people will just be waiting with bated breath for our deep dive into the Aquaman movie breakdown here on the podcast. So all of you can stay tuned for that going forward. Now I know that uh, you got to get going here pretty quick because uh, you got to go and and do your dadly duties and and all that f- sort of fun stuff before we we'll get you out of here. We'll do one last thing. And then uh, send you on your merry way. Now, All right. the way that we've been ending these podcasts lately is is talking about the list. And, of course, it's not the Jericho <laughs> list. You're not going on a list. You have, you're always on my list as, as a special person. I just I want you to know that. Just, you know. Aw. Aw. Let's enter the – let's drop in a – we'll drop in a aw right there. Um, aw. But what we've been doing lately is, is is asking people for their list. Now, of course, the list is if you get a hall pass from from your significant other, this is a list of of people that uh that that you would want to have an opportunity to uh spend some quality time with outside of the bonds of marriage. And my sister was on a couple weeks ago and uh couldn't really come up with anyone except for Jack Black. <laughs> which she is she's she's listened to the podcast and and would like a chance to revise uh revise her her list which which we'll do uh when when we have her on the podcast again later but that's uh I got to I, I got to add this though. Our cousin Andrew he just cut his beard off. But oh, when he had his beard and yep. his black frame glasses. Yep. He looks exactly like Jack Black. Oh dude, I know. Jack, uh, Tenacious D. So Jack and Jack and Kyle were on um, the. Uh, do you ever watch Hot Ones on YouTube? Exactly what I was watching, and I looked at Bo. I go, that looks exactly like Andrew. I swear to God, you can ask him. I sent him a Snapchat, and I was like, "Hey, I didn't know you were on YouTube." <laughs> That's so funny. So anyway, Sorry, yeah, exactly. I didn't bring that up to her, but yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, so so we go we go to we go to this Skyler, who who would be on your list? Oh boy, um, so let's see. I was kind of talking about this the other day. Um, I'm definitely a Christina Hendricks fan. Mm. Yep, she's on my she's list. Just, yeah, she's definitely on my list. Um, Allison Brie, circa Community. Very nice. I think she's awesome in Glow, but she's a little too skinny for me in Glow. Yeah, but she gets naked in Glow, so that's a win. Right. Um, man, those are like two of my tops. Let's see. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Um, oh, uh, oh, crap. Now I can't think of her name. Uh-oh. Oh, I can go uh, throwback. Let's do uh, Elvira. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, I can, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Had a bit of a crush on her when I was a little kid. Right, right. Maybe I'm gonna go retro here for the rest of them. Um. Uh. Oh man, what was her name? Uh, Bernadette Peters. I know it sounds weird. Okay. But she was hot in the '80s, the '70s, and '80s. Got you. Look yep. her up. I'm into that. Um. 
What am I at? Four? Yeah, that's four. Shoot. Um, feel like it's somebody I follow on Instagram, and I'm not thinking of them. <laughs> and it's it's driving me nuts. Well, well, let me think about it for a second. What 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 what's some of yours? Well, I've uh, when I when I did my list uh, a couple a couple episodes back when I was talking with Nikki, uh, my top two entries on my list are uh, Ashley Graham. All right. Uh, and uh, Padma Lakshmi. No idea who that one is. P- Padma, Padma is uh, the host of Top Chef. Oh. Yeah. Well, we do have affinities for Lady Chefs. Lady Chefs. Yes, sir. Yeah. What about it? I will, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you uh, Padma Lakshmi. She's, uh, she's uh, I'm a big fan. Um, who else? Uh, yeah, Christina Hendricks is is always right uh, around the the list for me. Um, it was fun. I've I've been going back and rewatching. Um, e, I was I was re rewatching ER, which is uh, one of my oh, yeah. favorite favorite shows ever, and uh, was just kind of watching it, and and all of a sudden Christina Hendricks is on the show as a she had a, like a three episode arc as a as a battered wife. And uh, it played into played into some different stuff, but yeah, she uh, that that it's was kind of uh, hard to be attracted <laughs> when they're playing the battered wife. Right, exactly. Um, you know, you know who else uh, deserves a place on the list lately? Um, Cody, Cody's wife, Brandy. So I realized what my fifth was. Yes, it's not far off. I, I'm a big fan of, of Charlotte Flair. Charlotte, yeah, I can I can get with Charlotte. I'm not usually a blonde guy, blonde girl guy, but uh, I would wrestle her. <laughs> you let you let her put you in the figure eight. I let her put me in a figure any number. So uh, I uh, when you you probably won't be able to see it because you're obviously on your phone right now. But I just uh, sent you a picture of Padma. So uh, let me see. It. You can. I might be able to check that out. Oh, it hasn't showed up yet. Yep. Damn technology. Oh, here it is. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see what we got. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. That's the chef. No, she's not. I mean, she does. She's uh. She's more like she was like a model and a host. She's. I mean, she can cook and and does oh. a lot of really good chef stuff. But like she, she wasn't brought on specifically when she started that show as a chef. Um, but uh, she does, she does have some chops in the kitchen. If you follow her on Instagram, this picture, this picture is very uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yes, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So, um, yep, she's a fine looking lady. It's a fine, a fine looking lady. And then you know, the the problem is there's so many beautiful women, and it's and it's and it feels weird like to just objectify women in this way. And like, you know, that's why I invite women on to come on and objectify men because I feel like we should, you know, both have the equal opportunity to do so. But I also like Padma's on my list, not just because she's hot, but but like she's, she's really smart and she's outspoken and, and has interesting thoughts and all those sorts of things. And, you know, I would, I would hope that, you know, while I had the opportunity to, 
take my hall pass with her that we'd also you know have an interesting conversation and eat some fun food maybe i don't know i don't even necessarily i would just like to hang out with her really yeah i don't think i'm thinking that way with my life <laughs> all right i think that's that's really the best way to end this show so we'll we'll get out of here on that and uh sky thank you very much for coming on the show and talking with us about uh all things nerdy uh you continue to reign as the king of the jog pod kingdom so i appreciate uh appreciate you taking the time do you want to plug your uh, social media if anyone wants to follow you on on the instagram or the twitter machine um i am on instagram uh l underscore binko b-i-n-k-o if you want to follow that it's a lot of weird pictures that I like to take. Um, and I just have a Facebook. That's about it. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing you. Well, what are we at? Like five weeks? Yeah. Five weeks. And then uh, we'll uh, we'll get together and we'll have some good times. Hope you uh, have a great Thanksgiving with the family. And uh, all of you out there, have a happy Thanksgiving on this uh, beautiful holiday weekend. I thank you for taking the time to listen to the Jog Pod. I do really appreciate it. One of the things I'm thankful for is all of you beautiful listeners. So stay safe, have a great holiday, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Just Another White Guys Podcast. I, of course, am Dustin Jones. We're out of here. Always protect the five hole. And Ty, who's your favorite person? Only Dustin. Fucking right. Too much. Oh, it hurt. Oh, it hurt. Too much. Too much. Oh, it's too big. It was too much.